Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Restoring Human podcast, where we believe humans were designed to flourish. Unfortunately, we live in a culture where many of our modern conveniences prevent us from thriving, but through intentional lifestyle decisions, we can return to an optimal state of health. I am Jarek Bakken. I'm Dr. Alex Arguello. And today we are talking about the same thing most everybody's talking about the first week of January, New Year's resolutions, and the most popular of which people want to be healthy. Yeah, this is a good time of year for people in my field. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) You'll, if you haven't already, be exposed to all the marketing that goes down. Dude. Have your best year yet. Dude, uh, did you watch any, like, the New York ball-dropping stuff? No. Okay, so, like, a phenomenal marketing play. Don't support anything else they do, but hats off. That's a pun if you, once you figure this out. Hats off to Planet Fitness. So, I think they were a main sponsor of the event. <coughs> Great, makes sense. But the best thing they did with it. So, like, there was a few commercials that they had throughout the whole thing, I think. But almost everybody, not almost everybody, a ton of people who were, like, actually there, at, you know, outside at the thing had these obnoxious, like, jester hat-type things, yellow, purple, Planet Fitness, all over the place, like every other person, all on this, you know, live thing, everybody's watching. That was a great play. Taking over the planet. Like I said, hats off. Hats off to Planet Fitness. (laughs) So. Comedy act. Yeah, anyway. Uh... Yeah. So how many <coughs> Well, you were just saying this is a good time of year for people in your field. You'd normally do some type of weight loss centered thing around the office this time of year, correct? Uh-huh. How many years have you been doing that? Um see so yeah, I started in two thousand eleven, so I would have done one in two thousand twelve, so I guess this would be my sixth year. Six years? Yep. Um so something we want to talk about from that experience, walking with how many people you think you've have been to the seminars? Yeah, um, five hundred maybe. Really? Yeah, I used to have like seventy, eighty people at them. Dang, cool. Um, so that experience plus, so I've gone from being a participant to then the last couple of years being able to help some other people through the jam stuff. We kind of mentioned it last week and we'll have more details on that to come, but been able to help people through this same kind of thing. Um, and like failure rate on a resolution to lose weight or exercise or get healthy or whatever is seems to be astronomical. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I ever actually learned the exact number, but I used probably a different number each time when I would talk about it. But it's something like 60% of people, you know, their New Year's resolution, they make it on January 1st and mm-hmm. it's done by January 4th, mm-hmm. I think it is. 
and by March, it's almost 99% of people have quit their whatever their New Year's resolution. And I don't know if that's specific to health or if that's all New Year's resolutions, but sure. I mean, I believe it. I mean, I would um, like if it is 500 people that I've actually done seminars um, for specifically about losing weight and getting healthy at the new year. Um, I can think of a handful of people that I could say have actually continued to do what sure they wanted to do at that particular time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a tough thing. Like you said, it's, it's, it's good time for people in my field because of course we, how, how we, um, make an income is helping people get sure. healthy. Sure. So it's a time when at least people are motivated to get healthy mm-hmm. and it's a, a time when people are willing to kind of take more action. Um, but it's also a sad time because, you know, that motivation and that action tends to go away pretty quickly. Um, so of course you want to be helping people that are actually going to change. You don't want to just be, um, helping somebody who's going to do it for a little bit and not continue it. That's not the hope. Um, so it is somewhat of a good time of year, but it's also, it can be very sad to watch it all happen. How how quickly can you, like, can you sniff that out in people? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I, I, mean, I haven't done much, just the kind of towards the end of last year is where I really started to do more one-on-one stuff. I guess I did some one-on-one stuff at the end of, um, or at the beginning of last year, too. Specifically with that, my last the 2017 kind of weight loss seminar, I did some one-on-one counseling and then did a group um, type thing. Um, but yeah, I can kind of tell who's uh, <laughs> who's in it, who's yeah. who's hoping that they can stay in it, but and not necessarily by like, oh, I can see that this person just doesn't have the will to do it. But I can kind of look at that person's history. I can look at their environment that they're in. I can look what kind of their habits of not necessarily eating better and exercising or all the other stuff that people know goes into to actually losing weight. But like, are they actually passionate about health? Are they willing to read about health? Mm-hmm. Are they willing to come to seminars? Are they willing to just kind of do all the other stuff other than the specific things that you necessarily have to do for your body? Um, if, if they're not willing to do that, then most of the time those people aren't going to yeah aren't gonna stick with it. And some people I can identify that they're just like, they, <laughs> they like put on weight so that they can enter some sort of contest and then <laughs> lose the weight for the first 30 days yeah. and then of course go back to their lifestyle and sure. pick those type of people out pretty pretty easy to sure so i think kind of on the opposite side since we had her on here and some audience is definitely familiar with her uh, a gal like Lynn so this this her story kind of started with a new year's resolution last year. Yeah. And like from the moment that like started, I think on the opposite side, like seeing kind of what was going to happen there. I think that was kind of on the other end of the spectrum. Like she was set up for success. Right. You know? Right. So I think, kind of where what we want to talk about here is like what's what's the difference there what what are the biggest mistakes and how can we kind of be intentional on the on the other side so big picture like what what goes wrong why why is this such a you know drastic failure rate yeah um i i would say the the 
I guess I don't know if it's the biggest thing, but it it at least applies to kind of what we try to teach. Um, the biggest reason people fail is because the habits that they have before they start this are so bad. Um, and I'm not, you know, of course, trying to judge anybody or, or put the blame on them necessarily, but just the environment that's been created in our culture sure. um, makes it so difficult to be healthy that when people are living, you know, that sort of a lifestyle and then they want to actually do what's required to be healthy, even if it's not something that we would necessarily suggest to get healthy, um, it's just so hard to get away from like I was just talking about, create this environment that's going to set you up for success. Mm -hmm. um, it's already hard enough to avoid sugar. It's already hard enough to get to the gym, the things that people know, but just the other things that come at us are so difficult. So that's probably the biggest thing that I see <clears throat> of what, what really makes people fail because it's, it's very difficult. So if there's not a lot of planning, um, and you know, we'll get into some other things of kind of what they, how you can fight against that, but that's probably the, the biggest thing. Um, when I started, again, I was kind of similar to those other people that I described as far as this being a good time for, um, people in my field, kind of somewhat preying on people because I knew that they were going to do something different with their health. So mm -hmm. I would have the seminar, you know, teach them, you know, say, Hey, this is what you got to do. Get them, you know, try to motivate them as much as possible. Um, but how I would try to motivate them is I would just say, here's the action that you have to take. Here's some kind of um, quick tips or whatever mm -hmm. to say, here's how you kind of stay motivated. And I did that for a long time. And again, you would have some people like somebody like a Lynn that actually thought about it um, thoughtfully enough to say, yes, this is my motivation. This is why I'm going to continue to do this and not just make this some quick diet that I'm going to try. Um, but most of the time that people just couldn't, couldn't do that. So what I'm, I've kind of, what I've learned, um, and I'm still learning this, there's actually a specific book that I'm reading about it. Um, but people j try to jump into action too quickly. Um, they think that because it's the new year, because this is, um, I guess the time of year when ch change can happen, they can have kind of a restart that they're ready to take action. And that's just not for most people. That's not the case. Mm -hmm. They haven't done kind of the prep work to actually get to the point where, okay, now I can at least, even if it's just 30 days of doing this, because um, they say 30, 40 days, that's how we create a habit. If we can do something for that long, then it'll become, we can become used to it enough that it, it becomes easier, um, which I agree with a lot of that, but they're just not even ready to do something for 30 days, which again is, you know, statistics prove that they stop mm -hmm. within a few days. So it's, it's very difficult. You know, the environment that's around us makes it that difficult. Um, of course, yes, throwing in um, willpower um, or, I guess, lack of motivation. Um, but the biggest thing is is trying to jump into something too quickly uh, before you're actually motivated, before you have, before you're prepped and ready to actually be <coughs> successful at it. Yeah, that, that, like, willpower thing. I, I really don't like so yes obviously there is like there's a point and there are times when it's like you're presented with an option and you need the willpower to like not partake in that option or whatever mm -hmm. but even now 
So my wife and I have this little debate often. It's like putting yourself in a situation where you require willpower is a lot more difficult than, like I was saying with Lynn, setting yourself up for success. So it's like the thing with my wife and I. It's like if we have things in the house that like I don't want to be eating, but it's there, mm-hmm. it's going to get eaten. Right. You know, but it's like if we, if like, you know, when other people like literally right now had people over last night, there are like two and there's an apple pie and a cherry pie on my counter that I'm just like, these just need to go in the trash. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it, it it's there and like, I think not creating the opportunity for that kind of because it's 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 <clears throat> like fatiguing to make a decision like that, you know. Yeah. Like not not having to force yourself to do something like that, you know. Yes, if you're trying to be super strict and you're at some party or at work or whatever, and there are certain things that you want to like refrain from for that time, whatever. Sure, but more often than not, I think the best case scenario is to not be, like not put yourself in that type of situation. Right. Yeah, that's big. Um, I mean, and there's, so I think we're just naturally kind of born to go after things that that bring us pleasure. Yeah. Um, I mean, they give us this dopamine fix, dopamine release in our body, which gives us this pleasure feeling which is what, you know, addiction is really about, why people continue to go back to stuff is because that's what they're, they've been trained to kind of, that's how they get dopamine fix. So how they get out of that is they have to, um, of course, avoid that, but then they also have to fill it with something else that's mm-hmm. also going to bring them pleasure. Sure. Um, so if we've kind of, again, back to the lifestyle, if we've been living a lifestyle for a long period of time, and then we say, hey, we're going to go in and, and, and change this lifestyle, if you... <laughs> If you put yourself in an environment where your old lifestyle is there, I mean, have fun trying to not go back to it. Because it's not like just some mental thing or like, you know, I think, well, that's dumb. That's a dumb decision. Like there's something, the physiology of your body is craving that, is desiring whatever that Mm -hmm. is to make that choice. And most of the time that's going to win out. Um, So that's kind of, yeah, back to that kind of willpower it's your will is going to drive you to wanting pleasure. Mm-hmm. And, and and again, back to filling that with something else. If you don't have something else that also brings you pleasure or that you can turn to from <coughs> staying away from this, then most likely you're going to give in to that. Yeah. Which is, of course, going to lead to failure. Yeah. So I think there's kind of, there's two sides of that. There's the side of <sighs> like when, you know, when people aren't busy, a lot of people, when you're not busy, you're just sitting around at home. It's like, oh, like there's food here. I might as like that's an activity to do type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's like actually doing something with your time that it's like, okay, if I'm you know working or playing or working out or whatever, it's like that that time that you if you were sitting at home, you might be like having a snack. There's that type of thing. But then I think on the other side, it's also like yes, you got to eat. And if there's certain types of things that you can just make those, we talk about a lot, this like those lateral shifts mm-hmm. of instead of this being a Sprite, it's 
this stevia sweetened soda, you know? Right. Yep. And, and I mean, we, we're kind of still talking about why people fail and not necessarily what you can do to, to, um, to win, I guess. Um, but yeah, making choices like this, <clears throat> cause I'll, I'll of course suggest that cause I, you know, people always want to say, Oh, I know I need to get off soda. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's a, yeah, that's a great, great idea to do that. But how are you going to do that? Right. And it's like, Oh, I've done it before. I'm just going to avoid it. Yeah. Okay. But you're, so you're drinking soda again. Yeah. So what's your plan? Like, why did it fail the first time to mm-hmm. just completely avoid it? Why mm-hmm. didn't it become a habit? And again, it's just, if you just deprive your body of something without filling it with something else, most likely you're going to fail. Yeah. So then I suggest, well, how about trying something like Zevia? Yeah. But they're used to drinking soda and then they go to a Zevia and it, it's terrible to them. Yeah. Right. So then they give up Yeah. and they g- just go to try to avoid it. Um, now this is, I, I haven't had a pop, I don't know how long, but I'm sure it would be awful tasting to me oh like a, like you're saying high fructose corn syrup so right. yeah right yeah but that that now from what i can remember how i because i used to drink a lot of soda that tastes exactly like that oh, so yeah, things sure. change um but we just have to be committed enough to, mm-hmm. to actually allow the the changes to to happen in the body <laughs> yeah so i think you're kind of saying how we're talking about how things fail the the opposite side of it is like setting up that, yeah, setting up that environment for success. So what does that look like? That looks like, you know, if you are married, man, I know it's difficult, but if you can like be one with your partner in the home, that's huge because it's, then it's like you're eating your salmon and salad and they're chomping on the pepperoni pizza. Like, that's that's hard. <laughs> yeah, that is um, significantly hard. Um, yeah, go ahead. Well, so it's like that. That's you know one example, but you, like a huge thing. And <clears throat> granted, this is not the only way. This is the way that we do it. But like having the like-minded community of people around mm-hmm. you is a big deal. And so we find that you know, people here, people at the gym. And like being able to share those experiences with other people mm-hmm. is a is a big deal. Yeah, I used to um, at those weight loss workshops that I would do. Um, of course, try to give people action steps at the end of it. And one of the main action steps that they would have to do, we would give them all a garbage sack mm-hmm. when they left, and they would have to go home and they would have to empty out their cabinets, mm. throw away all mm-hmm. the potential dangerous foods um some of them would do it obviously those are probably the people that were the most successful sure some of them would think well you know i've spent money on that right so um i'm not going to waste it Uh instead of saying if i eat it i'm probably going to get sick and have to spend more money later on Uh um, from the what it's going to lead to in my body um but one of the things that kept people from doing that as opposed to just the money thing was well my husband eats this or you know my kids eat this right so, I, of course, I'm going to keep it in, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm, I'm not going to eat it. Well, some people can do that. But, again, when we're talking about setting setting ourselves up for the best option to, to be successful, yeah, getting rid of anything that's going to tempt you is, is always going to be the best. Yeah. What else as far as 
Well, what I found, um, again, if somebody is going to be successful at making a change, um, four things, and I learned this from our friend Jeff Newburn, oh. who does some coaching for me. Um, he kind of came up with, I believe he came up with this, and it works out as a Venn diagram. So if I had something, to, if I was prepared, I would have showed you a Venn diagram, basically. <laughs> Being in the middle is kind of the person that's going to be the most successful. Mm -hmm. um, and I might even forget one of the four. But basically, you need um, some sort of teaching. It's like a double Venn diagram. Yeah. So like there's, f the, there's the, four centi circles. the center of four quadrants. There's four circles. You need some sort of teaching. Um, so basically, you have to be continually educating yourself. So, of course, like a seminar um, would be kind of a start of that, but a seminar is also um, one of the four. So some sort of big teaching where you come and learn from an expert. They give you all the ideas that you need. They give you the motivation that you need, kind of rah-rah type stuff. So you're ready to go. But then you can't base you can't continue with that. You have to keep filling yourself up with, with information. So that's reading articles, that's listening to podcasts, that's um, reading books, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, so those are kind of the two. Um, but then you also need coaching. So you need somebody for s coaching as far as continued education, but also for accountability, somebody that's going to push you, So which why, why personal trainers have been so effective uh, over the yeah. years. Um, <coughs> so accountability, keeping, keeping us motivated in a sense. Uh, but then the fourth one is what you just talked about is kind of a support group. Um, you need to be doing it with other people. You need to be doing it in community um, for that accountability thing. Um, but also there's just something about, you know, doing it together that actually motivates motivates us. So yeah. um, hearing somebody else's success motivates us to continue. Hearing somebody else's failure allows us to relate and be okay even if we're failing because other people are, of course, it just lets us know that we're not on our own and this is something that is difficult, but we're doing this together so we can continue to push through. So those are the people that really are the most successful or if they are able to have those four things. Um, and then as you get rid of one of those four, multiple um, of those four, you're going to be less and less successful. So real course. quick, what were the four again? So there's teaching. There's some sort of a big seminar um, for more teaching, but also like kind of motivate yourself. Um, there is coaching and then there's support, you know, doing it in community. Those are kind of the, the four that are, are there. Cool. That's, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel like, you know, <coughs> I feel like observationally I can see that over the past few years of my life and it's like, each one, each of those types of things have played a, you know, specific role. Education I've sought out myself, you know, going to like seeking something from somebody, you know, greater than me, having, you know, coaches and stuff as well as then just peers. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you can do that. Um, like we recommended in the last show, uh, some sort of challenge that mm -hmm. hopefully has coaches involved as you're helping you along the way, you're doing it in a group. Um, you know, again, you're not just all about yourself. You're, you're, um, whether it's exercising in a group or doing meal planning with a group, whatever it is. Um, but then you're also taking the responsibility to mm -hmm. continually educate yourself. Yeah. That's going to be the, the best way to do it. <laughs> yeah. So thinking back to like more than 
the last four, actually four and a half years, just about exactly. Today's Jovi's four and a half, four half birthday. She's four and a half today. That's about when I started all this business. Nice. Thinking before that, um, like the things that caused me to fail because I had made attempts to do things in the past. <clears throat> There's kind of three, uh, yeah, two or three things I can think of. One being, we haven't really said, we've kind of beat around the bush with this, but one being like having a diet mm-hmm. mindset and not like a lifestyle mindset. Mm-hmm thinking that, okay, if I commit hard for, <clears throat> you know, whatever, I, I've definitely tried like P90X or whatever. It's like, dude, if I can make it through 90 days, I can just go back to my regular stuff. And I'll be <laughs> jacked and like living large. Uh, that mindset definitely doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing that I would often do is, well, okay, so I would say number two would just be the lack of that education piece and just like, you know, you you, you do whatever it, like is easy to find, easy to see. And at that point, like <clears throat> there's been phenomenal leaps forward in the past, you know, five to 10 years with the internet for sure. But like some of the stuff that I go to now, like didn't even exist like five years ago, you know? Yeah. Um, so just having like high quality education and good information um, is huge because it's like people might think they're eating healthy and it's like the low fat, like let's go as little calories as possible, that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, so lack of lack of high quality information, and then a third one that I often did was uh, thinking that exercise was like the answer. Yeah. Because um, I remember even so the year this will this will bring back some memories. The year that I did start doing CrossFit with Justin, uh, that January February. Me and a group of dudes were Planet Fitness members. And so, like, I had a little bit of strength and conditioning background from high school and stuff. And so, went and, you know, squatted on the Smith machine and did some lap pulls and that kind of stuff. Um, But it's like, yeah, I might have been a little stronger because of that but as far as a big lifestyle change just lifting some weights wasn't gonna cut it you know yeah yeah that's good um well maybe that'll be what we talk about on the yeah next so shows trying to just give a big big picture view here um and like i said all of january this is kind of what we're focused on trying to help those of you who are kind of in this boat of wanting to create change um, and how to do it. So, yeah, there's a bunch of mistakes, hopefully some helpful stuff there. Um, but, yeah, we're, for the next few weeks, we're going to be 
breaking those things down kind of in more detail. Right. Yeah. So I would just encourage you um, to think about those four things that we talked about. If you are planning to make a New Year's resolution, specifically if it has to do with health, um, and if you don't know how to find those four things, then let us know. And you know, on our Facebook page or however else they can contact us. You know more about that than I do. Um, we are willing to help in any way that we can. I think I actually set us up on Instagram for people to like even like call and email. I don't know. I think I did that Whoa. right. But anyway, yeah, that's always there too. But any any message, we're going to see it. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Cool. As always, brought to you by Great River Family Chiropractic. This nice enclosure from the cold, cold air outside that we're currently standing in. Uh, <clears throat> you can receive a free chiropractic consultation. Um, all you have to do is visit greatriverfamilychiropractic.com slash restoringhuman. Put some information in there and you can come in. Sweet. Okay. Thanks, guys. Catch you next week.